Behind all the glamour. Behind the Lux listings. A raw take on all things real estate. All things New York City. All, all things, things us. us. This is Steve Cohen and Tim Malone. And we're here for episode five, season two of our podcast, Real Talk. And St. Patrick's Day is right around the corner. Uh, but before we start, we were just talking. Well, no, we're going to save that for another episode. Okay, fine. You guys got to tune in. Okay. Today, we're going to talk about <laughs> on the theme of St. Patrick's Day. Yes. Lily's Bat Mitzvah on the theme yes. of St. Patrick's Day. It's going to be a very. We're going to talk about that. Okay. It's going to be a very religious. Uh, podcast. Yes. Finding the pot of gold in every situation and how that impacts real estate and our lives. I mean, we see, we we have to pivot so many times. So I think being optimistic and finding the good in tough situations. Which you have to do in everything in life. Yeah. But I think in real estate. Even more. We have to do it a lot. <laughs> but before we go yeah. there, there are some you hear about the uh, Flatiron building? I just heard about this. Yeah, it's going yeah. up for auction. Yeah. So if we all pool our money. We can own a, a we can, piece of history yeah, we could each of New have York a floor City. And live in the Flatiron building. It's Apparently such an the owners building. are bickering yeah. and they can't figure out what to do with it. Right. So towards the end of March, it's going to go up for auction. It's such an iconic building. Have you ever been in the building? An urban. It's no. amazing. Yeah. It's really amazing. And, and when you're in you know, in different buildings that surround it, you know, when we're selling property and you look down upon it, mm -hmm. it is so fascinating to see the angle and how that northern tip comes to such a narrow yep. spot the way it was built. I think that area is interesting because when I moved to New York in 06, I feel like it was just sort of coming about, I think. Oh, um, oh yeah, totally. Madison yeah, Square Park. Madison wasn't, Square Park, Italy. Oh. Like those, all of that sort of transformed that area. And then I think residential people started buying the lofts and kind 15 of, East 26, where we totally, just, I yep. sold a lot in that building. Yep. We just appraised yep. an apartment uh, in there. And now it's, and it's so central. It's central. Shake Shack yep. is in the middle of the Madison Square Park. Yep. And that used to be like Needle Park. Yep. I mean, that was not a safe place to go. And totally. A lot of drugs going down there. Yeah. One of my first summers, I watched the U.S. Open tennis on a big screen. Oh, in, in Madison Square. Madison Square. Oh, that's Park. cool. It was a fun, fun summer cool. night. Yeah. And All now right. you're going to the... Now I go, yeah. Now you go. Okay, Look how far so you've come, Sam. The bat mitzvah. Oh, wow. I mean, we're when going this right air, there? When this airs... Yes, it will be behind us. It will be behind us. And I'll be living in the, the glow and the glory, I hope. So you have a lot to still do to get ready for it? No, I think I said to someone... Other than the Botox session tomorrow? <laughs> So that's what I said we should talk about. I just made a comment before we went on, before we went live, which was, we were talking about skin routines and guys who do skin routines. And I said, I've never had Botox. Can you imagine if I all of a sudden decided to do it this afternoon or tomorrow, the day before Lily's bat mitzvah and went overboard? And like you guys saw me Saturday and you were like, okay, what the hell did you do? But I'm not going to. We'll have to tune in to find You'll have out. to tune in. It's not happening. <laughs> Lily's Bat Mitzvah. So I have to tell you, this has been, wow, thank God for Kirk, but a lot of planning and, and we have support and people helping us, but a lot of fine details. And there's a saying that you don't want to have get lost and have more bar in the bar mitzvah than mitzvah, meaning you want don't want it to all be about the party and the physical but, you know, the, there's a whole the, the spiritual and the real meaning of why we're doing all this. And a great party to celebrate is wonderful, mm -hmm. but you want to make sure you have that balance and know what the real purpose of the day is. 
So I will say that as of last night and particularly this morning, when we were in Lily's school, they do an in-school bat mitzvah. So we had that this morning. I feel like there's nothing more we can do. Uh, all the details have been handled. It'll be what it will be. And now we just have to be in the moment and be present. And hopefully we'll have a beautiful day that's shared with lots Who's of friends. Who's the bridezilla, family. you or Kirk? Who's the bridezilla? I will say Lily's been pretty cool in general, although she has It these, was you or Kirk. That's who my uh, money's on. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't think we're, we have our own particulars that okay. we, Kirk is so incredibly detailed and he's planned so many events in his career mm -hmm. that's, you know, with premieres and those type of things. So he's got, he'll ask questions and know to ask about things that I would never think to ask about. And we have a very good friend, Laura, who's a major event planner and she's helping out on the side. So, and again, they, you know, we'll have a, a call, which all right, I'll tell on myself. We had a Zoom call with, you know, we're having it at Soho Playhouse, so we had to have tech and mm -hmm. some other people involved on this Zoom call. Apparently, I fell asleep on the call last night. Shocker. Yeah, I guess so. But after a call like that, we'll get an email where Kirk and Laura will just list out all these follow-up questions and things. Again, I'm really big picture. This is what I envision. This will be great. And then they break it down. So Got thank it. God for them. Are you more the... You're more I'm detail. more planning in advance, and then it seems like day of, Don's like running around. Something will start at like 6 p.m., and at 5.30, he's like, needs to get the last like plant that has to be in the corner. Because he's focused. He, he's all focused of a sudden, on he like, got focused on, on a plant. Yeah. And the party will not go well if there isn't a plant in the corner. And I'm like, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> That's a little bit me, yeah. but okay. Yeah. I'm like, no one's going to know about the plant in the right, back room right. in the corner. But, but he's fixated on it. that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. There you go. All right. So moving on, had another good week real estate wise. There, what did we do? So let's just touch on that for a second. Yeah. Luxury, 4 million and above. Mm -hmm. There were 30 contracts signed. 31. 31. Yeah. Last time we, I think this is the second time this year that we had 30 or more mm -hmm. in a week. And six deals were over 10 million, which is pretty big for us. Yeah, um, right you know, now, yes. The category is 4 million and above, but to have six above 10 million. And we also had eight more than last week. So we've just been consistently growing. Yeah. And I, I find it interesting. I get, again, I, I get asked a lot when we're out and about. And I think people's outlook is that the unknown about the economy, I don't think people understand how busy the New York City real estate market is right now. And again, we always say data is a little delayed. So what you're reading in the media and the press is sometimes a couple of weeks ago, but what we're seeing day to day. What we're experiencing um, is different. Yeah, the That's last right. couple of weeks have been really strong. Very um, busy. We had, let's see how wars. it ends up. We've had bidding wars as a team. We had one of our strongest months in February, uh, putting a number of things in contract. Number yes, one? Uh, well, yeah, didn't... we were ranked within our company in our category of our for our team, number one in the company, which is very cool. And, and March is strong. January was strong. February and March is going well. Yeah, that's right. And, but let's go back to what you said, bidding wars. Yeah. So we've, listen, it's not all over, but there, we have experienced some bidding wars. Mm -hmm. We've had on our own properties, we've had with some of our buyers. Yep. There's definitely demand out there and yep. people are stepping up. Mm -hmm. uh, sellers are also more negotiable, which is. Well, I think that's it. I mean, it's what the you said, the meeting of the adjusted. mind. Sellers yes. are coming down a little bit. Right. And truly mortgage rates are. People are realizing we're in this five to six range. God willing, the Fed doesn't raise them super high, but I think people have got accustomed to 
6% mortgage rate. And that's, you know, where we were in October, November, when people were just sort of learning what 6% means. Yep. Now we're people are comfortable with yep. it. So I think I agree with that. Okay. So daylight savings after the bat mitzvah, you're going to lose an hour. When's that? Sunday evening? Well, Saturday night I when thought, you go to bed. I thought we decided we're stopping. This it. is the last one. They've said that? Yeah. This is official? Thank God. It makes, I think it makes zero sense. Yeah. I, we're not farming anymore, yeah. but, um, or we're not. Um, but it's, I think it's good because, well, I like the fall one when we gain yes. the hour. This one's, this one's a little, takes me a week to get to used adjust. to it. Yeah. Wow. Right. Okay. So good luck. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so this is the last year we have to deal with this? Last year. And then I think we'll, yeah, we'll be on the steady. Okay. Yeah. Good. Pot of gold, finding an opportunity in every situation. Right, before we go there, oh. since we went to a a Jewish place, yeah. talking about the bat mitzvah. So, this is my fir first bat mitzvah, by the way. I've been to bar mitzvahs. Oh, Never I asked you the other mitzvah. day and you said, yes, you've been. Oh, that. Oh, because yeah. growing up, friends in your neighborhood. They were, bo they were boys. Went to bar mitzvah. Okay. Yeah. So, so uh, not that I was going to go here, but a bot, traditionally it was always a bar mitzvah, yeah. which is when a you know, officially in the Jewish tradition, a, a young man, a boy becomes a young man and takes on the ritualistic responsibilities of in Judaism of what a man does. But do you know what the real meaning? Do you know what definition of a bar mitzvah is? I do not. Okay. I think I'll learn on Saturday. Uh, no, that's a bar mitzvah. I'm going to tell you okay. now. A bar mitzvah is when a young man of 13 realizes that he has a better chance of owning a professional team than playing for one. Oh. That's a bar mitzvah. It's a joke, people. You didn't get it. Anyway. So what? If you were Jewish and knew what we were like as Got athletes. It. Okay, there you go. Anyway, wait. So I wanted to, so your first bat mitzvah, first bat which will mitzvah. be exciting. You're yep. going to, we're doing it with a little bit of edge. It's going to be great. It's going to okay. be great. But St. Patrick's Day. Next for, week, is that? Yeah, next right? week. For yeah. an Irish boy. Yeah. Okay. So as a, you know, growing up the secular version, I know what it mm -hmm. represented for me and for, I would say, I guess most people, but what about, was it part of church or anything? Not part of church. Wise? I think it was more just like a family, another family holiday, you know, come together and have a dinner, mm -hmm. a traditional meal of like corned beef and cabbage. Any but, other traditions? I mean, other than the like. I hate to use green. the word corny, green, yeah, yeah. but nothing of the okay. silly stuff. But yeah, right, right. Yeah, you know, what aligns with like Valentine's Day. But for us, it was more just like a family dinner. Got it. Yeah. And would you do, will you, or in your adult life, did you do anything for St. Patrick's Day? More of the secular no. version. No. Like a bar crawl or something like oh, that. Oh, a bar crawl? No, I used to go to that bar crawl in Hoboken. Oh. Yeah, and yeah. that was like started in New York and people were drinking on the train over and then yeah that that was a that was a day <laughs> and now that I'm older I'm like I can't believe avoiding it god <laughs> keep me away yeah now we send caroline <laughs> that's right irish blood yeah, yeah she'll be right. she'll be drinking on our Probably. behalf yeah all right all right let's talk about the pot of gold okay all right so so this is really, we're saying pot of gold as a metaphor for opportunity. opportunity and there's a silver lining, if you will, or good can come from anything. Yeah. And I think this is also sort of like a look behind the curtains because it's very easy 
in real estate with marketing for our audience, our clients to think that. Oh, the appearance? Yeah, that A, all we sell is, you know, super high end, right. fabulous apartments and everything just goes smoothly. And like, except for like a outright fight at a lunch that we never do anyway that people right. see on TV, but like they don't see the nitty gritties and like running around to 30 different appointments to show a buyer and then the buyer decides they're going to buy in Boston instead of New York or or a deal I'm working on now which is a magnificent apartment that super high end renovation that the seller never moved into mm -hmm. but things are coming up along the way with the renovation the the renovation stellar yeah but wait a minute when was the work actually done mm -hmm. Have these, have certain things been tested? Yeah. Yes, the windows were updated, but the building now has a new requirement for what those updates are. It, did that fall within the time? Mm -hmm. Do these hit the requirements? All these small, but very important details yeah. that we deal with all the time. Yeah. Listen, we deal with, you've got, you're dealing in some cases with banks yeah. and what banks require, what, what the building or the board requires for their own individual building. And so there are a lot of different details yep. and aspects of a deal that I don't think people realize. We don't just, you know, turn the key and open doors and mm -hmm. let an apartment fall yeah, upon someone. Yeah, and I think someone. you just always have to keep, I mean, I don't always like saying like, if it's going to work, if it's meant to be, it's going to work out. Mm -hmm. Because I do think, as you're saying, hard work and putting in the answers and the questions and really does matter. But, you know, I think back to March 2020, when personally we had our apartment listed, mm -hmm. it was on for like nine days. We had a full ask offer. Oh yeah. And then the world shut down. Yes. It was like the stock market crashed four days right. in a row. Oh, it was that woman. And the lovely woman yeah. said, yeah, I remember, you know, I'm single. My 401k has just lost like 25% right. and the deal went away, you know? Yeah. And it was like, we had to pivot as the world had to pivot you know, and now three years later, everything's okay. And, and we that, sold the that apartment, apartment was and sold a while ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, but I think it's those kind of situations that are totally out of our control. I didn't know when I was listing that apartment yeah. that the world was going to shut down 12 days later. I would have so never that, listed it. So there's the aspects of the bigger things like COVID that mm -hmm. affected everyone and yep. the entire world, yep. literally. Mm -hmm. And then there are aspects of in our business that things that come up and and I have to tell you, this is now coming on 24 years in this business that so much, uh, we always say it, keep the emotions between the lines. Sellers and buyers look to us for mm -hmm. how we're reacting. There are certain things where we just say, you know, I've never seen this before. Or mm -hmm. even if we say we've never seen it before, let's get to the bottom of it. Let's figure it out and then make an educated decision. And I think you also have to sometimes trust the process and take a little bit of a leap of faith in real estate. Um, I mean, we just saw a couple weeks ago mm -hmm. with, what was it? You know, people in the deal wanted uh, insurance policies and the contingency on the financing. And it uh, was like, what if yeah. there's a flood on the upper like east side yeah. and the build, the entire building floods? Well, and it's or, like- uh, The example was if a car crashes into the lobby. Right. Exactly. You know, and it's like, sure. I mean, yeah. do I want to say it could happen? Right. But at some point, you kind of need to take a take leap. Take a leap of faith. Um, and how how realistic is that, that that's actually going to happen? Yep. The other thing I'd say, 
along those lines are when we had a deal, I'm speaking of one specifically on Fifth Avenue, that you found it had been on the market, came off the market. And again, because we knew how to maneuver and work this and knew who the players were mm -hmm. and who somehow we got to know we were representing the buyer. Yep. We found out who the attorney that represents the seller. Yep. Someone brought it to our attention who that was. Yep. And we happened to have a very strong a relationship, relationship yeah. with that attorney, got in touch with that attorney. And the attorney literally said, let's just work with me directly. Yep. You know, the brokers are great, but they don't know all that's playing out here. Mm -hmm. And, you know, obviously we kept the, the, the seller's broker in the loop, mm -hmm. but because of that relationship and we were able to go there, we got that deal done. Yeah. And I actually just was in that apartment oh, this no. weekend. Is it done? It is amazing. Okay, I need to go see yeah, that yeah, space. Yeah, Did everything? Everything. It's that was great. supposed to be a minor One of the renovation. most beautiful two bedrooms on Fifth Avenue. Wow. Yeah, pretty great. Yeah, but I think, yeah, I think in the last couple of years we've seen, and I, I, I've said this before, but I think New York City, people that are into New York City real estate, I think are driven by the national economy. And I think with what the Fed's doing now and what happens in the stock market with the fluctuation, some of that stuff is truly out of our control. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think being aware of the outside factors, but also knowing that it's New York City. And as you say, it's always going to be, you know, the best place to live. And we saw that. We saw that in the last three years, how many people left and came back. Yes. How many people realized that, you know, these other places, though they have their advantages, they're not New York and City. And their appeal. Yep. Yeah. We, and we certainly saw it during, uh, or I did during 9-11, when so many people said, I'm leaving the city, I'm not coming back. And yep, then after being away for a few months, missed the energy and it wasn't all that they thought it'd be cracked up to be. Mm -hmm. Okay, I have a question in terms of like, real estate, people, people look at us as like the center, a lot of times we're like the center of the deal. And the having broker? to, yeah, yep. as, a, as a broker yep. um, and having to pull in all these different people. Mm -hmm. I personally find <laughs> selfishly, it helps when we can use the people that we have relationships with lawyers and inspectors, inspectors. Or, yeah. yeah. Um, but sometimes we don't, Correct. you know, and yeah, sometimes yeah. like the hardest part can be pulling everyone together. And we've seen that before. We've seen, you know, where, I don't know, I, as a, <laughs> I, I always think technology could solve it, but I think it's that human conversation right. of getting on the phone. I think it's a great point. So obviously with our team, meaning different attorneys that we work with, mortgage brokers, yep. bankers, inspectors, whatever it may be, that we have these relationships with, it's so much easier. We, yep. We've worked together. We know each other's you know shorthand and language and how to communicate and we trust each other and we all know that we're successful. Uh, so there is a level of trust. However, I'd say with the people when, and we have it all the time where a lawyer comes in or, I mean, we're lucky. We've done it a long time. We know the, we can maneuver and put aside a lot of the nonsense to yeah. get to the point. But certainly we deal with Maybe an attorney that won't speak to us and will only speak to the client or has a definite idea about how to do something where maybe we feel like it's actually creating more work. Mm -hmm. But I think I'd say in general, we're pretty lucky and we have a good reputation. So even if someone doesn't know us and they're smart and reasonable, yeah. they'll 
you know, they'll see how we operate and totally. work. And we're, we're all, frankly, we're all on the same team. We're either working on the behalf of our seller or our buyer to get a deal done for yep. them. But it doesn't always feel that way. And that's what I was saying is sometimes, uh, <laughs> you know, sometimes there's right, that. knots in the rope and people yep. that just want personalities and reputations and something comes into it. Or ego. Or ego. And yeah. And I think, again, to the theme, finding the opportunity and being able to smooth everything out. Yeah. You know, because at the end of the day, everyone wants to get the deal I done. I think we're really but, particularly good with that. I'd yeah. say our whole team, we have like a no, some call it a no asshole policy. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say that's, I'd say we're, we try to be no drama. Yeah. And I think we're, we're successful at that. All right. So talking about opportunities, sometimes deals seem like they're going south. South. <laughs> I was going to say left or right, but south. Sure. <laughs> okay. What in the, and you referenced 24 years, what's some of the weirdest things you've had to do to keep a deal intact? Or what's like the weirdest, I know there's like sometimes buyers requests, like situations. What? Oh, uh, we, had, I'll say the property, 50 C Central Park South. Did we talk about this? And I told you this story. Anyway, this was, and I'll say the name, it was all over the papers and one of my favorite sellers. So it was Sydney and Caroline Kimmel were selling their New York apartment. And this is a few years ago and actually crossed into COVID, right? Yeah. Oh, we yeah, sold yeah. that in. Sold it in COVID, sight unseen. 21. Someone in Canada that actually their broker came and they never came to see the apartment. But the strange request, and I say the names of the sellers because A, I like them, but B, because they were so agreeable to this. So this apartment was magnificent. 27th floor, incredible. Some of the best views I've ever seen of Central Park. Mm -hmm. Massive apartment. Uh, Terry Despond had designed it. Really beautiful with outdoor space and terraces all overlooking the park. Anyway, I showed the apartment once or twice to these buyers. It was in the oil business. And then we got a strange request that they wanted to come for the weekend and stay there. And they wanted to stay. Now, the Kimmels weren't living there. Like sleep in the... They wanted to use the apartment and see what it felt like. And again, this is not the Kimmels for full-time home. So yeah. yeah, they have all their things there. Right. And Caroline, to her credit, said... You know, uh, their housekeeper was going to be there mm -hmm. if there were any issues. And she said, what's the worst they can do? Go through my, <laughs> go through my drawers. Like, yeah. you know, so she, we agreed to it. They did not end up buying the apartment. Was there any money exchanged for it or? Nope. So they basically got an Airbnb. They literally free. got a hotel. And they, we, listen, we did our background on them. Yeah. They were legit. And they didn't buy the apartment. They did not. This didn't was Didn't you no. have this same? Am I crazy? You had this in Chelsea too, by Bed Bath and Beyond. Didn't you sell an apartment on twentieth between fifth and sixth? And I think somebody wanted to sleep over. I think the seller said no. Someone I've never had anyone agree to it. Yeah, I think yes, they asked. For I it. have been. I've had the request maybe three times. And I got it in the one in Chelsea. I don't know about fifty CPS, but in Chelsea, it was across from the loading dock. Oh, yes, yes, and yes. they wanted That's to what hear it was. the sounds. They the wanted morning. to, which is legit. I get it. This were, I don't know if they just wanted a really magnificent stay in New yeah, York I'm City sure. or I'm, what it was, but. That's what I'm going to start doing when we there travel. There you go, when you travel, <laughs> right. Um, but then you have to spend the three months leading up to it negotiating a deal and showing interest to get a free weekend. It's a I lot guess work. so. Yeah. Anyway, that was certainly interesting. Mm -hmm. And thank God we sold it, not to them. 
And let me see what else unusual. I mean, there's been lots. Have you ever of, been like, you know, I think New York City is so for, you know, people just are so intrigued by this place. So a lot of times we'll hear of situations where people just want to like, you know, look at apartments. Yeah, sure. Have you ever felt like you're just getting the total runaround? And when, when, when did you notice like, oh, like this person's oh. just wanting to do a tour of Fifth Avenue here? Oh, no, I, I don't know if I've had that. I'll, I'll speak on a few things. First, we did have someone that I think was a con artist and was not legit mm -hmm. and presented finance doctored up financial statements that mm -hmm. we realized afterwards or, or caught them early enough, but was putting in big offers on places. This is in the last couple of in the last four years this happened. And they, I mean, they until it began, I get began to see holes and poke holes, did I realize this is not legit? Mm -hmm. I'm not sure what actually happened there. I just wanted to get away from that situation. But we screen people normally, especially for oh our God. big listings. And yes. I think that- Of course we do. It's really important. This was a buyer. Yeah. This was a buyer that came to us yeah. and was staying at all the right hotels for long periods of time and yeah. had people. Yeah, It was just, listen, there are those people out there in the world. Yeah. And at some point you just cut it off and move on. Yes. Yeah. Cut it off. And then as time went on, you'd hear people would bubble up and you'd hear about this person again. Yeah. And they went through a similar situation and with two particularly very reputable brokers. At the so same what do you situation. think? It, what do you think the person's objective was? I don't know. I don't care. I don't even, I think that they're not, I don't know. It, it, I, I think that this was more than they just wanted to see apartments. There was something deeper to all it. Got that, it. And I don't, yeah, but I, I'll, I'll tell you another quick story. This is years and years ago. I was representing this seller, condo downtown on Park Avenue South. And this buyer wanted to buy it sight unseen, put an offer in and kept saying, and we had a contract out and kept saying, I'm going to fly up from Florida. I'm going to fly up and kept canceling. And then, and a, according to him, he was, he had his pl own plane. So he was flying up on his plane. And then at one point he made a comment about the flight got canceled or it was delayed or something. And he was in the airport. He, he made a reference to something that only would happen with commercial flights. At which point I be, I was starting to have doubts anyway, this is years ago. Mm -hmm. And I said to him, I, I thought this is your plane and that you fly private. And he got all flustered. flustered and I realized he wasn't real. And you think the best thing is just to go your way and move on to the Unless next Unless I think that th this person will continue yeah. or threaten or hurt someone. Yeah. Um, you may, I, I, with that person, again, this is so many years ago, we put out, I, I told management, we put out an email and let it get around to the different brokerages. Just to give warning, if a certain person calls you this profile, this name, mm -hmm. you should know. Yeah. So yes, we did. In that case, we did that. I mean, this is, it's, they're frauds. And it's wasting everyone's time. And yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I get the person that wants to show up to the great apartment just to see it. But yeah. I don't understand the mindset of like, let's meet well every four days to listen, go see, you know. There's just put on. But know. I had that guy from, I don't even know where he was from. I mean, I think he wanted to be friends or more than friends. Which, I don't know. A couple of years ago. Uh, and finally I had to Park say. Park Avenue? Like, yeah. We put in like three offers and then we pull them out and then we put it in and then right. we, and it was like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah.
listen, some people I think are legit and just can't make a decision. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's yeah. real. Yeah. And we have those people. In this case, you know, I I was going to say, you don't, you made the comment, you don't understand, just put on Netflix. I mean, they're yeah. people that are a little, yeah. I'll call them touched, yeah. you know, out there. So that's nice. Uh, yeah. Isn't that? <laughs> anyway, but now for the most part, you know, God, at this point, we're vetting everyone. We, so much of our business is referral, yep. but occasionally. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, look at uh, someone like Anna Anna Delvey or, you know, something like yeah. that. And I think the other lesson I've learned is not to make assumptions. And like, you really need to sometimes get information and have conversations. Um, you know, if a client comes to you directly and you know who they are, that's one thing. Mm -hmm. But if they are coming through a referral, to really understand a, that they understand the process and, you know, you're not making assumptions on financials and because a lot of these buildings have qualifications and yep, profiles absolutely. and, you know, you can spend weeks going around with a buyer on the assumption that there's, oh, that there's a profile that you thought was there. And it's like, yep. wait, there isn't family money. I just like assumed Year, there was. Years ago, one of the most established brokers, and I'll say her name because out of respect, she was amazing, Sharon Baum who drove a role, had her chauffeur-driven roles, and it said sold one. Do you even know who Sharon is? Yeah. Okay, so so Sharon had a buyer who was legit and knew her, but her finances had changed so much, mm. and she had fallen on some hard times, and yeah. Sharon did not know that. And yeah. when they got to the co-op process, mm -hmm. the, the financial profile looked completely different. Yeah. And Sharon was kind of caught and just said, oh, I assume she... You know, had what we thought had what she did three, four years ago. So what uh, did she do? She got turned down by the board and they moved on. They moved on. Yeah. Yeah. I will say though, going back to that one person a couple of years ago, or not even a couple, four or five years ago that was, you know, running us around and putting offers and representing that they were someone they weren't the first time they wanted to, this person wanted to take us to dinner. We went to dinner, someone who I was working with at the time. Very nice restaurant, you know, picked up the tab, nice conversation, but we walked out. I don't know what it was. They got in their car and left and I was standing there and I turned to the person I was working with and I said, how did we get these people? And, and, you know, Rob who worked with me said, why? And I said, something's just not adding up. I knew it. I had a gut feeling at that first in-person meeting at mm -hmm, dinner mm -hmm. and yeah, I'm not saying I'm always right, but trust your gut. Yeah. So there was something there that just didn't feel right. And yeah, I think cutting it off and moving on is, it's I mean, part of life. Yeah. It's like any relationship. Yeah. And putting the energy somewhere else. Yes. Is yeah. What and we have to do. We have limited time and energy to yeah. spend on all of our clients, buyers, sellers. That yeah, you don't want to. Who wants to spend time? Who wants to waste time on something that's not legit? Yep. So I'll take that full picture. Right. I mm -hmm. had that gut feeling at dinner. Yep. So that, that, I mean, we're talking about it now, what, five, six years later? Mm -hmm. And so the pot of gold, if you will, the lesson to be learned, what's the, what's the silver lining is that it's more evidence to trust your gut yep. and that you should trust your gut. And again, we're lucky for the most part, this, these are the rare occasions, yep. Yep. but trust your gut. But they're also experiences and le lessons learned. And I think that's for me, like hearing you even talk about it, mm -hmm. I mean, I've seen some of it, but hearing it, 
I think it's lessons learned and not assuming like every email request that comes in is going to be, you know, eventually a deal. Like right. you really need to go through the process, figure out what it is. Um, again, we have our clients, we have our spheres. And then because of our reputations, you know, we do get calls and, sure, and I think just learning about how you have to vet them, yeah. what, what, and where to what spend your time, which you said, because we have limited time in a day. So yeah. where to spend the time. So, yeah. All right. Should we wrap this? All right. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Muzzle tough on the bat mitzvah. Episode five of this, season two. Correct. Let us know your thoughts, comments, questions. I'm Stephen Cohen NY on Instagram. And, and I'm Tim P. Malone NYC. If you guys have questions, reach out. Or you want us to discuss any type of topic. Anything other than Botox, we'll discuss it. (laughs) Uh, We'll see you guys next episode. Take care.